Welcome to Getting Through It, where we're here to help you get through it. I'm John Bwery, and as always, I'm with insurance consumer, Dr. Lucy Jones. Each episode, we thank our supporters who help underwrite the work of the Dr. Lucy Jones Center for Science and Society. Please consider sponsoring this podcast and the nonprofit center for as little as $5 each month. Simply go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, and search Dr. Lucy Jones to sign up. Now let's get to it. Every time we turn on the news, there's no shortage of natural disasters that are affecting some part of the community. I don't need to list them for you to recall at least one in the past few days, no matter when you happen to be listening to this podcast recording. That's why we talk about getting through it, because we can't stop the natural processes from occurring, but we can plan to manage them. You know, as scientists, we would love to model everything about a natural hazard process so that we can say what will happen from first principles. This is exactly what will happen. But in fact, much of these processes are so complex that we can do better by saying that what has happened can happen. So scientists spend a lot of time looking at the history of natural disasters. And probably the most important thing we know is that the worst events are very rare which does mean they will probably not happen soon, probably not happen maybe even in your lifetime, but they could. And when you look at protecting yourself, your person, your investment, your city, you need to plan not just for what most likely will happen in the next few years, but the things that will be happening eventually. And this is where insurance comes in. You build to withstand the likely events and share the risk for the unlikely events. That's what insurance is, right? Right. Buying insurance is sharing the risk. I don't know what's going to happen to me. I'm going to pay somebody to share it with me. Selling insurance is an investment. The amount that you will be paying out needs to be less than the amount that you take in over some reasonable time frame. And this means you need to be able to reasonably estimate what you will pay out in the time frame that you are investing your money. And if you're talking about fire insurance for individual homes, that works out pretty well because it averages over a large area and some house burns each year, et cetera. So insurable risk is one where you can define it and you know what your payouts will be and therefore can set your rates. And that's just for the insurance company, just to clarify. Right. If I'm going to sell insurance, I need to be able to find it. I need to have an insurable risk, one where I can define the payout. Even if it's really large, as long as you know, you set the rates. But by this definition, earthquakes are actually an uninsurable risk. Unlike individual house fires, they are very, very rare, and we don't know when they will be happening. You know, when you hear the probability of earthquakes. Let's say that there's a 20% chance of a damaging earthquake in the next 30 years. That's not saying we know exactly when these things are going to happen. Or in the whole area of the map, you can add them up across the spatial region. Rather, it's saying if you gave me a thousand 30-year periods, 200 of them will have this amount of risk. And it might have none at all in the next 30 years, and it might have a huge amount. So earthquakes really are uninsurable by the traditional definition. You said all that, and I believe you. But I also know there is earthquake insurance. B, 
because our economy doesn't work without insurance. After the Northridge earthquake, there was the huge payouts that happened. There were a couple of bankrupt companies and the other companies looked at this and went, mm, I'm not taking this risk. Who knows if there's a bigger earthquake and we won't be able to cover it. And because to sell insurance in California, you had to offer earthquake insurance, a whole bunch of insurance companies pulled out of the market and we almost collapsed the real estate market because people couldn't get insurance. So California stepped in and created the California Earthquake Authority, which is a public-private partnership where the government is guaranteeing this insurance system. And they use the best models that we have, which give us these various probabilities. And we've just had 25 years with almost no losses. And they've built up a really quite large reserve and they've been able to lower their rates. But we could all go and have one or two years with a trillion dollars in losses. That fundamental unknown is still there. What about flood insurance? That's a federal program. Does that make it a different product than this California program? It is different, but it also has different problems. Again, we had a situation where there were so many flood losses that the commercial company said, we're not willing to sell flood insurance anymore. It's just not cost effective. That was causing such an economic crisis. The federal government stepped in. They created this flood insurance program. What they did though, was then encourage development in floodplains because you could get insurance, even though it was really a very dangerous place. It's ended up with a lot more problems. And so it was seen as not a very great program. We can't afford to get rid of it. It continues on, but it hasn't been expanded to other hazards because of that problem. So we've got earthquake insurance that's impossible to price, flood insurance that encourages bad development, and fire insurance that struggles with climate change. Actually, all of our disaster insurance programs are struggling with really similar issues. First, if the risk is spatially concentrated, how do we insure without encouraging unreasonable development in risky areas? We're all still struggling with how to handle that, especially because development has already taken place. Second, the payouts tend to be concentrated in time. Big natural disaster by definition is at one point in time. So the one infrequent earthquake causes huge losses with no losses in most of the other years. How do we price this? Third, we have the impression that only certain people should be covered. Only California needs earthquake insurance or only people in big floodplains pay for flooding insurance. When in fact, there is some risk to absolutely everybody from one natural disaster or another. And lastly, by ensuring each disaster separately, we create a huge market for lawyers to fight over which disaster we are looking at. Wind and flooding are insured separately. So what do you do in a hurricane? Flooding is insured differently than landslides. So in a rainstorm, you have to look at whether the water is moving up, so it's a flood, or down, which is then a debris flow. So with all of that, what is a consumer supposed to do? There's nowhere to move that doesn't have at least one of these risks. That's right. You can't handle natural disasters by moving somewhere else. You'll just be the frying pan into the fire. But as consumers, we don't have great solutions. And many of us just forego insurance that we really should have. So we're not creating the best communal economic system. You know, in an ideal world, I would love to see a federal natural hazards insurance program 
one that has appropriate premiums, pricing the risk that you have, but considering all of the risks. Maybe as a Californian, I'm worried about earthquakes and in the Midwest, you're worried about the floods and in the South, you're worried about the hurricanes. All of those are part of this and it all sort of balances out. And we then don't have to pay lawyers to argue the impossible. Did the wind take out the house before the hurricane surge came through and wiped it with flooding? This is one of those issues that really does require the whole community and perhaps even our whole American society to work together to solve. So we'll leave it there for now. And until next time, I'm John Buery with Dr. Lucy Jones and you getting through it. Getting Through It is a production of the Dr. Lucy Jones Center for Science and Society. Visit us online to get past shows and become a supporter at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and search Dr. Lucy Jones. Our music is performed by Josh Lee and this closing music is written by our very own Dr. Lucy Jones. Mm -hmm.